Hi there. Today is Friday, January the 6th. We're reading Mark chapter 5. In this chapter today, there's so much action. There's three big stories or three big events that happen, and they are all action-packed. Uh, the first one, we see Jesus here cross over to the region of the Gerasenes, and he gets out of this boat. He's going up the shore, and, and a demon-possessed man approaches him. Now, imagine for a second, if you happen to be uh, somebody watching this, perhaps a, a a, a sheep herder, a pig herder watching this here. We know there's pigs in the region that becomes part of the event in a moment. You're watching this demon-possessed man who you know cannot be controlled. He cannot be contained. He's rushing toward this newcomer on the shore and you may pause your work just to watch because it's, it's like that train wreck you can't quite look away from and they're watching to see what happens and to their amazement they see this demon-possessed man screech to a halt, fall to his knees, and begin to cry out, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Don't torture me. You're not sure what to make of it. Something's going on, but you don't know. In that moment, Jesus casts the demons out. The demons go to this herd of pigs. They immediately destroy the pigs in the lake. They drown this whole entire herd. And as the bystander, now you've been watching this and you've seen now a miracle of God and a complete change in your livelihood. It's a big moment. It goes on here. Jesus gets back in the boat. He crosses back across the lake. He's walking through a crowd as he's been approached by a man named Jairus to go heal his daughter who is dying. He's on his way, and in the crowd, he stops all of a sudden. This crowd's pushed in all around him, and he stops all of a sudden, and he says, Wait, who touched me? Who touched me? I, I know the power left me. Who touched me? And they say, Jesus, everybody's touching you. People all around. And Jesus, and I'm paraphrasing, I know Jesus says, No, I know my people, and I know somebody Desperate touched me. Well, sure enough, this young lady who's been sick for a long time, been bleeding for a long time, says it was, it was me. I thought if I could just get close enough, I'll be healed. If I can just touch your cloak, I'll be healed. And sure enough, she was. And he sent her on her way. Imagine being a bystander of the crowd, seeing this unexpected miracle come. Seeing Jesus stop and a moment of confusion happens. and Then instead of berating this young lady for having the nerve to touch him, he heals her and she goes on her way. Then Jesus continues on. He gets to Jairus' house and as he's nearing it, uh, some people come out and say, your daughter's dead. Don't bother Jesus anymore. Your daughter, is, she's died. And Jesus says, don't be afraid, just believe continues in, takes the girl by the hand, speaks words, little girl, get up. And she gets up, about 12 years old, completely healed, alive again. And imagine being somebody watching this happen, being completely astonished at this unbelievable miracle. When I read Mark chapter 5, one thing that I notice is that Jesus seems to do things that are unexpected. He seems to do things that are surprising, that come kind of as a shock to others. He casts demons out of a man no one could control. He heals a woman that everybody overlooked. He raises a little girl up from the dead that everybody had written off and had moved on from. 
Jesus does the unexpected. Uh, when I look at it with people, I, I see people that are watching this all along. The people are astonished when the girl comes back to life. The people in the crowd are astonished that she is healed. Right here, they're amazed by all of this. The people who are watching in the area where the demon-possessed man was freed from his demons, they are, they are amazed and they're afraid and they're a little bit mad about the pigs. I notice the people respond in strong ways when Jesus does unexpected things. And I wonder if a next step that I might take, that I might take, maybe it's twofold. Maybe it's one. Maybe I start looking for the things Jesus is doing so that when they happen unexpectedly, on a, on a moment's notice, out of the blue, with no advanced warning or, or knowledge at all, I'm ready to see it and ready to celebrate it in that moment. When I see somebody's life transform, when I see somebody be healed, when I see a great thing, I celebrate it in that moment. And maybe the second part of my next step, maybe yours as well, is that I should be open to showing people what Jesus does. There, there's an old, uh, you know, uh, thing that we say that we we just laugh off sometimes, but it really is true. The, the people in your life, for most of them, they're not going to open the Bible. They won't open the Bible and read, but they're going to watch you. And they're going to see you, and you really honestly might be the only Jesus they ever see. And so maybe a next step is that we make sure we do the unexpected to bring God's love to bear. We embrace people that are ignored. We include people that are cast out. We pursue people who are alone. We forgive people who do things that are terrible to us. We don't react in anger, but instead we let the peace of God calm us and we react with love. We forgive when nobody else would forgive. When we do things that are unexpected and we do them in God's name, People take notice and they respond in strong ways. Maybe a next step you can take is to begin to act like Jesus when the love of Jesus can make a difference. Let me read to you Mark chapter 5. They went across the lake to the region of the Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and he broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and he would cut himself with stones. So when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and he fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. And then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, Send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. And the herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake, and they were drowned. Now those tending the pigs, they ran off, and they reported this in the town and the countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons, sitting there, dressed, and in his right mind. 
and they were afraid. Those who'd seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man, and they told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. And so the man went away and he began to tell the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus, he came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. And so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all that she had. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and she touched his cloak because she thought, If I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and he asked, Who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your sufferings. While Jesus was still speaking now, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Well, overhearing what they had said, Jesus said to him, Don't be afraid, just believe. And he did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and he said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and he said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the woman, or so the girl, stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this they were completely astonished and he gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you that you do the unexpected. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind to thank you for is when I was a sinner and we were all sinners and we were deep in our sin, while we were still sinners, you sent your son to die for us. You did the unexpected. You forgave when you could have condemned. You gave a second chance when you could have said the end. Father, thank you for doing the unexpected in our life. And thank you for giving us the wisdom, the vision, and the, the confidence to do the unexpected in the middle of a broken world. 
I pray people would see, uh, see you in us and they would know you and your power. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, until I see you again, you are sent.